everyone it's john hagedorn and this is 1001 stories for the road we're a proud part of the 1001 stories network and we'd like to think of ourselves as caffeine for the curious today's episode is titled independence rock and takes us to the proud state of wyoming the next time you find yourself passing through the high plateau region of central wyoming take the extra time to find independence rock which is now a state historic park and a piece of American history where travelers left their mark, literally, by painting and carving their names, initials, and dates into the stone faces of the nearly 2,000-foot-long granite rock that some say looks like a great stone turtle or whale, or a cracked and creased irregular loaf of bread, depending upon your perspective. For a period of nearly 30 years, the rock provided an important landmark for wagon trains carrying American emigrants and their dreams to new lands in the West, Oregon in the beginning, and later California, officially leaving their homes and beginning their months-long journey from Independence, Missouri, even though many had actually begun in the 13 colonies. The emigrants were listening to the same inner song that had brought them to the New World from Europe earlier with hopes of starting a new life in the land where they could live free. They were risking it all, but at least in wagon trains they had the protection of many and the experience of trusted guides whose services they all paid a share for. They left Independence in the spring with the knowledge that they needed to cross the Rockies before the winter snows came, in their covered wagons pulled by horses and later by oxen as the trail started slowly uphill. They crossed through Kansas, Nebraska, Wyoming, and Idaho to Oregon passing landmarks with names like Courthouse Rock, Chimney Rock, Fort Bridger, and Fort Laramie. But the most remembered was Independence Rock, because the objective was to reach it by July 4th, Independence Day, knowing that if their trip progressed westward as it should, they would reach Oregon before the winter and still have time to cut down trees to build their homes. When pioneer priest Pierre-Jean Desmet saw that rock in 1841, he found the hieroglyphics of Indian warriors, along with the names of the travelers who had passed by, written in coarse characters everywhere on the long high rock. He dubbed the rock the Great Register of the Desert. Over half a million Americans passed by that rock with hopes for a new life better than the ones they had left. Kids, oldsters, pregnant wives, hopeful fathers, drifters, miners, dreamers all. Many of their inscriptions, left in paint, tar, and chiseled etchings have worn away with time and wind and rain and snow, but some still remain. The wagon trains would stop, and the spry and adventurous would climb the rock, stretching the length of maybe six football fields long, and three football fields wide, and as high as a 13-story building. It's a natural treasure that reminds us how our country came to be, and the people who brought East and West together in the days before trains and telegraphs and telephones, and cars, and planes. Independence Rock was halfway there. If we made it this far, by the grace of God, we can make it to Oregon. 
One young man wrote in 1843, After breakfast, myself, with some other young men, had the pleasure of waiting on five or six young ladies to pay a visit to Independence Rock. He went on to comment that he painted Mary Zachary's and Jane Mills's names high on a southeast point, but saved the best spot for himself. Facing the road, he wrote, in all slender of gunpowder, tar, and buffalo grease, may be seen the names of J.W. Nesmith, from Maine, with an anchor. Today, most of the painted names are gone, leaving only the ones that were chiseled deeply. Martha Haycox camped in the shadow of Independence Rock on July 3rd, and wrote, We concluded to lay by and celebrate the day. The children had no fireworks, but we all joined in singing patriotic songs and shared a picnic lunch. Polly Coon found a multitude gathered around Independence Rock on July 6, 1852, and wrote, Someone had put a banner up on the 4th, and it still fluttered in the breeze, a happy, heart-cheering symbol of American freedom to the toiling emigrants. Independence Rock is located on Route 220 in Wyoming, about 60 miles southwest of Casper and 20 miles northeast of Muddy Gap. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Stories for the Road. This is your host and storyteller, John Hagedorn, and we'll be back soon. Safe driving out there, everyone.